you for listening to this message from the North Gate. When I was preparing for their house, um, I felt like I got a message, not just for them, but for us. So we can begin to understand what we're all transitioning into. And for every one of us, we're on a journey. You know, I don't like to call it process anymore. I like to call it learning. Because a lot of times we use that kind of as an escape to stay stuck. I'm processing. You ever get on your computer and your computer's processing the data and you're like, why is this internet so slow? Why is this taking so long? So when I hear the word processing, I feel like it's a computer and it's like, I don't like slow processing. I don't like Roadrunner. I don't like dial up. I want speed, fast, lightning processing. So in that, that doesn't seem to happen. So learning seems to be a little bit better. That gives me a little bit more patience, a little bit more kindness. It helps me as a father. It helps me as a a dad here at the North Gate when I begin to look at you and look at your families and look what you're going through and say you're learning. And so in that, my kids didn't learn to walk right away. They didn't learn to tie their shoes. I still don't think Buggy knows how to tie a shoe at 12. Every single sporting event, people were like, why does Buggy not know how to tie his baseball cleat, his soccer cleat, his wrestling shoe? Buggy at 12 still does not know how to tie his shoes. That's not my fault. It's Tina's. Okay. So you can already tell I'm like a little in a little bit of an ornery mood. So I gave them all the fire Pentecost I had in Illinois. So now you just get me a little bit tired and a little bit ornery. So, but in that, I, I really felt like I needed to come home and begin to preach on the message of Noah because many of us need to understand that the message of Noah was about building an ark. It was about sustaining something for your family. And so inside of that consumer-based Christianity Consumer-based Christianity has made us think and believe through children's books, okay, through teaching that the story of Noah was consumer-based, that he was worried about everybody getting in the boat. He didn't want anybody to perish. We made Noah to be Jesus, and Noah's not Jesus. Noah is a flawed man like every single one of us that is in this room, and it's one thing to operate in honor when somebody's on top. It's another thing to operate... Uh, in honor when you actually begin to learn and know somebody and you realize that they're learning just as much as you're learning. And so inside of that, God has called people and appointed people to do straight things that Noah was called to build the ark, but his sons and his son's wives were called to build the ark with him. And so now I'm beginning to understand why God has placed me on this journey over the last several weeks about what is a relationship. A relationship is not a friendship. A friendship is not covenant family. Covenant family starts off as a friendship and it starts off as a relationship. And we need to begin to understand just because we're in the same place at the same time with people, whether that's work, okay? Whether that's the grocery store, whether that's school, whether that's college, whether that's even in this room here, we have to watch when we start calling relationships friendships, Because when we start to realize just because we're in the same place in the same time for a season doesn't mean we're going to be in the same place in the same time forever. But when it comes to covenant, when it comes to covenant, I'm going to make sure that we're going in the same direction. I'm not going to make sure that in my house in a covenant that I have with God and she has with God that we're going to be pulled in two directions. And so in that, when Noah began to build an ark, Noah began to do something that was unseen. First, it had never rained before. Not only has it never rained before, I don't think anybody on the planet at that time had built a boat four stories high and two football fields long. 
So not only was he building something for something that had not been seen yet, he was also building something that itself had not been seen yet. And you can only do that with people that are covenant family because a place of exchange has to take place. Because there's days where I wake up and I don't want to be a dad. And there's days that I wake up that I don't feel like I can be a husband. And there's days where I wake up and I don't feel like I'm a son. And there's days where I wake up and I feel like I'm absolutely worthless. But if I don't connect myself to the right covenant, if I don't connect myself, because you know why I love this woman? She won't wallow in the mud with me. On the days that I don't want to swing the hammer, build the ark, hear the word of the Lord that God gave me hear the word of the Lord that God spoke over my life she won't waller in the mud with me she'll say we have a boat to build we have an ark to build I know we ain't seen anybody turn a plaza like this into a house of revival but God's got a word for you and you're my husband and I'm not leaving you and I'm going to stick with you through sickness and in health through rich or for poor till death do we part we're in covenant and we're going to exchange and believe in each other's dreams that's who Noah was. That's who his wife was. Get off that soapbox that he, for 120 years, built a boat and it was just rainbows and skittles and nails flying around and wood being chipped. Go to a construction site and tell me. Yeah. Noah was a construction worker. Yeah. You're going to have to figure out, man. There are some voices that won't believe in the unseen with you. And you're going to have to tell those relationships, not today. There are even some friendships that we have an, an emotional attachment, which means we like the same things. You really know what draws a friendship? We like the same things. We enjoy the same things. We like going to the same places. We like eating the same food. Come on, do you, you get what I'm saying here? We like to wear the same style of clothes. Friendships have emotional attachments to it. And then covenant comes to the place of we just don't like the same things. We make sure we exchange so that on days you need to be lifted up, I lift you up. And on days that you need to be lifted up, I lift you up. That's what real covenant is. Quit calling people family if they ain't never lift you up in a hard time. I don't even, Listen, I don't care if they got the same last name. I don't care if they got the same DNA. We need to start understanding there's a difference probably even between family and covenant family. I need somebody that's going to get down, crawl through some things, and while we're crawling, they're going, we're not staying here. We're not staying here. I don't care what you did to get here. We're not staying here. I don't like my face in the mud. I don't like the muddy water that I'm ingesting. I don't like the mud on my clothes. I don't like, come on, you ever been muddy and just clogged up? It's nasty. And if you're with the wrong people, you're cold. You're going to, listen, it'll take you to the place that literally you'll almost die. But you're going to have to get around the right people that when you're muddy and you're a mess, they start laughing and go, we ain't staying like this. We ain't staying like this. I need some people to connect together in faith in Hebrews 11. I need some people that have some now faith. Say now faith. Oh man, if this was 20 years ago, I could preach just on those two words right there. Get arming up on the keyboard and start hitting the keys. And we talk about now faith right now. Say now faith. I said say now faith. I mean, right now, today, I'm talking in this moment, this hour, do you got something inside you that believes in something more than what you see? I'll, listen, I'll hit it. I'll hit it. Uh-uh, hey. Hey. 
Now faith brings what? Now faith, when you can find somebody that has right now faith, it brings hope. It brings hope into your reality and becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. It is all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. The testimony of faith is what previous generations were commended for. You want to know how you get some faith? You start connecting yourself with some people that's been through some things. That's why when people are like, man, this is a Gen Z. This is a, no, this is not a Gen Z movement. This is a family movement. God's not looking to bring revival to Gen Z like he brought a Jesus people movement to a young generation and forget about the old. I want you to hear me. When Noah began to build an ark, it was a mom and a dad. It was three sons and it was three sons that they connected with these women that they called covenant that did not have the same last name. So when you begin to build something that nobody's ever seen in the earth before, first, you're going to do it with somebody you'd give your life for. Secondly, you're going to do it with some people that you know that you can raise up to believe the same dream that you have. It's not just important to have sons. It's important to make sure that you can teach sons that what we don't see today, we're going to see tomorrow. Because when God instructed Noah to build, he didn't say it's going to be in 10 days he said it's going to be 120 years so whatever you start believing for in faith you're going to have to connect yourself with somebody who's been through some things who walked 20 years and watched God answer a 20 year prayer or a 10 year prayer or a 5 year prayer but you're also going to have to connect yourself with somebody who's seen a miracle so I want to see both healing and miracles take place. But I'm telling you how that faith gets stirred up is not you laying in an altar saying, God, give me more faith. God, give me more faith. God, give me more faith. It's getting around people who speak faith and speak hope for what has not been seen in the earth yet. Come on. I told you the last couple weeks, offense turns to criticism and criticism will always lead to betrayal and you'll stop guarding what you love. How does that happen? You forget where you came from. You forget where you came from. How is the most of the time you forget where you come from? Easy, Eve. You start talking to snakes that ain't worried about where you're at. Snakes start talking to you about what you don't have. They start criticizing. You ain't never ate from this tree. You ain't never had this. You ain't never had a little snacky snack of this tree? Oh, did your God tell you not to eat on that? Did your church tell you? What did your, whoa, is that your religion? You know what kind of snakes talk to you around dinner tables? Come on, don't act like I ain't. Come on, you know. Well, is that what your pastor prophesied? Come. You can say amen. I ain't in Baptist church. Because you need to come and agree with that. I would come more in agreement with I need to connect myself with people that have faith than snakes are trying to talk me out of my future. Because even when the snake talks me out of my future, God will still connect me with fathers that will bring forth the dream that God had in Noah. It took 12 generations to bring forth the rest and the peace and the promise that was found in a son called Noah. You're always going to find what you need in places called fathers, in a voice called a father, Noah becomes everything that he becomes because a lineage of fatherhood, a lineage of a present father restores the walk of what not has been seen. You got to get yourself around some people who've seen some things. I never saw this before until the other night when I was reading. 
the testimony of faith is what previous generations were commended for. Faith empowers us to see that the universe was created and beautifully coordinated by the power of God's words. He spoke and the invisible realm gave birth to all that was seen. So I love what he says next. The testimony of faith is what previous generations were commended for. Then it goes this. Faith moved Abel. Faith moved Abel to choose a more acceptable sacrifice to offer God than his brother Cain. You know what's crazy about God? We all know the story Cain kills his brother, right? I'm telling you, I want to expose some things tonight. Do you know if you get in your Bible right here? You get in this new King James or you get in that 1611 King James authorized, okay, which is the second translation of the King James version, not the first, so you're getting sloppy seconds. <laughs> Listen to me. It's for all the people that's like, King James only. How about study and hear the word of the Lord? Cain kills his brother. Cain kills his brother. After Cain kills his brother because one wanted to get it by himself, one wanted to get it by the sweat of his brow, one wanted to go after it. Literally after he kills his brother, when you read a couple verses on after he kills his brother, God says, I still want to bless you. But you know how I want to bless you? I want to bless you that you're not going to go and establish a city. You're not going to go build something on your own. You're going to hear my voice and I'm going to tell you what to do. And guess what Cain did in his stubbornness? He went and built a city anyway. He would rather be cursed by his own works Somebody hear me. He would rather be cursed by his own works. And it's funny that in the New Testament under New Covenant, it says faith without works is dead. But the faith without works is dead. It's not about you building something with your own hands. The faith without works is dead. Is you hearing and obey at any cost, being available to what has not been seen yet. I need every entrepreneur, kingdom builder to hear me in this place. Cain built a city by himself and remained cursed. And his own works, he was cursed. But the moment that you allow hear and obey at any cost and you do the high Lobby Lobby, you do the Chick-fil-A, you do what eye has not seen and ears not heard, you start building an ark that will be filled with the glory of God, that when the time comes, you'll send sons out of the ark to build gardens that will supply new wine. If you want new wine, it's not about being stretched to a wineskin. It's about having the ability to know that you're loved by God, that he's going to take the foolish things to shame the wise. And when God loves you so much, he loves to take the foolish things to shame the wise. He'll tell you to do something that has not been seen. Ark. 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 There's people all over this region that think we're failures because in a gym we had 400 people and now we have lucky to have 100 in the room. We win because I'm not wore out chasing people. I'm not worried tonight when I lay my head on a pillow after traveling all day long that I've got to go run to a crack house or to a busted up marriage. I heard something come from a father. Say Seth. Say Seth. A lot of people don't talk about Seth. We can talk a little bit about Seth tonight. Anybody know who Seth is? Seth is Cain's brother. Everybody talks about Abel, but nobody talks about Seth. Because the moment that a wayward son wandered, God birthed a next generation 
in the same bloodline that said, even when the stubborn, narcissistic individual doesn't want to hear God, I'll always produce another heir to redeem your family name. And in redeeming your family name, I'll always make sure that Cain knows that he's loved, that even when you're striving, even when your back's broke, even when you're building Cain, I am never gonna leave you. I'm gonna keep whispering over your shoulder, even in the success that doesn't make you happy, even in all the money that doesn't make you happy and all of it floods in because you're working, working, working. I'm gonna keep telling you over here, there's a better way, Cain. I love you, I love you, I love you. And I love you so much, I'll irritate you to death that I'll take your little brother and I'll bless his seed. That you can't kill this thing off, Cain. No matter how much we don't throw stones today with our hands, but we throw it with our critical tongues, God will always bless somebody in the family to show you there's a redemptive way to do things through the covenant of God. This is good, man. Because we don't believe in the unseen anymore. We have to begin to believe what eye has not seen and ear has not heard. And where do you find that in? You find that in people that have huge faith. And why do they have huge faith? Because they surrounded themselves with people who have huge faith. And huge faith becomes a ripple effect. Your faith will move mountains. And your faith will also move egos. That's why Cain killed his brother. He couldn't handle his brother's success. So instead of joining his brother, he'd rather tear his brother down. What does this have to do with Noah? I'm glad you asked. Keep reading with me. Faith moves able to choose an acceptable sacrifice to offer to God. And it was not by the sweat of his brow or the sweat of his hands. And God declared him righteous to be as he ought to be. God declared that Abel, you are being as you ought to be. Because of his offering of faith, by his faith, Abel still speaks instruction to us today. It's not how hard you strive. Even though he's dead, Faith translated Enoch. Let me tell you how we get to Enoch. You have Abel and from, or sorry, you have Adam. And from Adam, you have a son named Seth. And from Seth, you have a son named Enosh. And from Enosh, you have a son named Canaan. And from Canaan, you have Mali. And from Mali, you have Jared, and from Jared, you have Enoch. So from Adam to Seth to Enosh to Cana to Mali to Jared to Enoch, God would not allow the family name to be tarnished even if it takes seven generations to teach what Adam taught Seth you can walk with God in the cool of the day and Seth you can teach Enosh that you can walk with God in the cool of the day and Enosh you can walk with Kenan in the cool of the day and Mali you can walk with God in the cool of the day and Jared looked at a little boy named Enoch and said Enoch you can walk with God in the cool of the day on the earth. And so Enoch's name was the rededication of the walk. 
Didn't teach the son how to till the land, work by the sweat of the brow. Most important thing he did was teach his son how to hear and obey at any cost. Enoch so learns to hear and obey at any cost. Watch this. Faith translates Enoch from this life and he was taken up into the heavens. He never had to experience death. You ready for this? It's the first pre-trib rapture. <laughs> there is coming a day when no heartache shall be. Do you believe in the preacher of rapture? Yes. His name was Enoch. And how did he get raptured? Because he learned to walk with God the way his great, 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 great grandfather walked with God. He had somebody in the testimony of faith that says, listen, on this earth, you can grab Yahweh by the hand, Lord God Almighty, the one who is and is to come, the one who is first and is not last. He's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. He is everything. You can walk with the creator of the universe and be a friend to God and not just be in relationship and show up on Sunday mornings to church. You can be a friend and love the same things that God loves and then you can exchange with God and create in the earth to the point that you become in soul covenant. God's like, I just want to take you out of here. What did Enoch have? Faith for what hadn't been seen yet. What is going on in your brain that your family would go it's a far stretch music store really come on. come on a whole grocery store for youth turn it into a youth center come on come on serious it's your own construction company to your own coffee house come on how stupid your own woodworking shop come on how stupid is a home for Broken woman, come on. An adoption center, come on. Come on, really, come on. A gun shop, come on. Come on, a, a bakery, come on. Come on, come on, a farm that you can take special needs children, come on. Come on, come on. You know how we get our dreams to come alive? You don't stop talking about them to your kids. You don't stop talking about them to your kids. You want resurrected kings in the inner city of what, Cleveland? From Cleveland all the way to Cali? Is that what you want? Is that what you dream about with God? Then you know what you do? Don't stop talking about it to Toby and to Lonnie. Don't stop talking about it. If you got some wild dream, don't stop talking about it. Don't say every single day. Begin to talk about it with your kids. Begin to pray about it with your kids. And all of a sudden, Seth starts talking about what? God, we're going to restore. We're going to restore the garden that my daddy walked in. And then Seth tells Enos, we're going to restore the garden. And then all of a sudden, Malie knows and Jim Jared knows, and Enoch goes, we can actually restore the garden in the earth. And now here, Jimmy Lovejoy is in Street Row going, we can restore the garden in the earth. God, God, hear us tonight. Faith translated Enoch from his life where he was taken up into heaven, pre-trib rapture. He never had to experience death. He just disappeared from this world 
Why? Because God promoted him. For before he was translated into the heavenly realm, his life, say his life, say his life. You better get off the ER horse. You better get off the woe is me. You better get off the self-pity. You better start walking with God. You better shut the world out. You better tell everybody about your dreams. Tell your loved ones about your dreams. Tell your kids about your dreams because people need to see that your life is a learning pleasure, adventure, treasure journey with Almighty God. And every day that I wake up, it is a dream walk from DreamWorks with God Almighty. It's not consumer-based. None of this is consumer-based. All of this was a father telling a son, 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 a father telling a son. I wonder, I wonder if when Enoch got raptured, if his son Methuselah wasn't allowed to wave by. Guess what your theology goes to right now? Why would a son wave goodbye to his dad? Enoch is another cat. Why would Methuselah have the ability to wave to the great cloud of witnesses, to the timekeeper? Because he didn't die. I believe Enoch was able to look at his son and say, I can come back whenever I want. This was a dimension shift. We want rapture to take place, and I'm going, yes. You know what that means? I can get caught up and come back. I can get caught up and I can come back. I can get caught up and I can come back. I can get caught up and I can come back. I can actually go to the tree that never withers that holds the leaves for the healings of the nations. And that is not for the sweet by and by. That's for me and you to tap into a level of friendship with God, to go grab the tree that heals nations. What are nations? They're sons. How do I get caught up? Make sure I go to the church with the best worship. Nope. Make sure they got the click track. Buggy didn't have no click track tonight. Buggy barely don't even know how to play drums, but all of a sudden he's learning. He's learning. He's learning. He's learning. He's learning. Why? Because the testimony of a father is, I learned how to play drums at 11 without lessons, with just little tidbit teaching here and there, and I let Holy Spirit teach me, so why can't God do it for Buggy? Tina didn't have no singing lessons, and neither does Sissy. So what is happening? Dreams are coming to life. How are these dreams going to be so big? Because I was in a tent revival when a man called my mom out and said, you will have a ministry one day like a Gloria Estefan, and I see you on a stage singing in front of thousands of people. Well, guess what? That thing rippled effect down into the family. That word never dies, even if it takes 120 years. And I can remember the first time she sung in front of a thousand people, and literally in, in North Carolina, and I said, Sissy, are you okay? She said, I'm fine. Were you scared? Nope. Why? Because her whole life she saw mama worship. She saw Nana worship. She saw mommy worship. She saw daddy worship. So when an apostle calls her on a stage in front of a thousand people, she has no fear to just do what she's born to do. 
and it wasn't performance. And I remember the first song that she sung up in front of everybody. Where there is new wine, there is new power. Where there is freedom, the spirit is near. I lay down my old flames to carry a new fire today. You know what I love about that? Apostle said that literally you can't grab a new flame. But what you can do is grab what, do away with what you've been pursuing. My old flame, come on. I'm glad I laid down some old flames so I could carry the real fire today. I'm glad I laid down some old flames so I could get the real flame that would help me produce a legacy that would help build an ark that the glory of God could be. I'm telling you, some of you need to lay down some old relationships so you can get connected to the new wine that God has for you. I'm gonna mess with you. Enoch, dedicated to the walk. Enoch's name is dedicated. Raises a son named Methuselah, who raises a son named Lamech, who raises a son named Noah. Now, you ready for this? We have in the legacy of fathers, we have Adam, we have Abel, we have Cain, we have Enosh, we have Canaan, we have Mali, we have Jared, we have Enoch, we have Methuselah, we have Lamech, We have Noah. Guess what we have? A 12th son, full establishment. And this man's son, this son named Noah, will name Comfort and Rest. Why will he be named Comfort and Rest? Because he'll be able to walk with God. What will he be able to walk with God through? Noah had the faith what? Noah opened, faith opened Noah's heart. Go with me here. Go to verse six. i sorry I jumped ahead. Forgive me. Talking about Enoch still, passing down the family devotion. And without faith living within us, it would be impossible to please God. For we have come to God in faith. No, faith is what? Ain't seen it yet. For we come to God in knowing when we ain't seen yet that he's real. And he rewards faith of those who passionately, 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 quit being lied to. Quit being lied, you ain't gotta do all that. Quit being lied to. Quit being lied to. I'm gonna do something. Jesus in the room, I'm gonna do something. I'm gonna do something. I'm gonna speak in tongues, I'm gonna shout, I'm gonna scream, I'm gonna jump, I'm gonna run, I'm gonna clap, I'm gonna do something. I'm going to do something. I'm going to do something. Why? Because my kids are watching. Why? Because my grandchildren will be watching. Why? Because somebody is, the next generation's watching. People that I'm supposed to be building a boat with are watching. Y'all tracking with me? All right, watch. Now we get to Noah. Faith opened Noah's heart to receive revelation and warning from God about what was coming, even things that had never been seen. But he stepped out. He stepped out here and obey at any cost. He stepped out. Nobody's seen it. Nobody's done it. Four-story boat, two football fields wide, never rained before. He stepped out on the word of the Lord in reverent obedience. He built an ark that would save him. Save who? Save who? Save who? 
and his family. This is why we can't have the narcissistic, my dream is about only me. I need you to get verse 13 ready for me, Kevin. Get verse 13 for me. 13 all the way down to, uh, to, to, to 16. 13 to 16. Watch. Faith opened Noah's heart to receive revelation and warnings from God about what was coming. Even things that he had never that had never been seen, but he stepped out in reverent obedience to God and built an ark that would save him and his family. By his faith, the world was condemned, but Noah received God's gift of righteousness. God's gift, not his, God's. Exactly what Apostle D's been telling us. Because you know what he didn't have in his ear? I'm not good enough. Ishmael was never speaking to Noah. You know, because who you know spoke to Noah? A father, a grandfather, a great grandfather, a story of a great 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 great grandfather. That's the only word that Noah knew. Noah never knew you can. Noah never knew. You can't dream that. That can't be the word of the Lord. He learned a dedicated walk of friendship with God to the point that God's gift of righteousness to be as you ought to be that comes by believing. Now watch this. These heroes, these heroes all died. This is verse 13. These heroes all died still clinging to their faith what they had not seen not even receiving all that had been promised to them. But they saw beyond the horizon the fulfillment of their promises and gladly embraced it from afar. They all lived their lives on earth as those belonging to another realm. You don't belong to Ohio. You don't belong to Indiana. You don't belong to the United States. You belong to the kingdom of almighty God through the blood of Jesus that was shed. What happens when we start believing that all things are possible to them that believe and I can do anything through Christ Jesus who strengthens me? What happens when you start believing you're the king? What happens when you start believing you're the lender and not the borrower? You're first and not last. You're above and not beneath. What happens when you wake up tomorrow, go to work with a dream in your heart, realizing that it's gonna impact your kids, 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 that if I do it, loving God, if I do it, not with regret, not with shame, not with I'm a piece of trash, I wake up tomorrow and earn a dollar with this in mind. I love Jesus and I'm gonna share all the inheritance with those that I love. That's a different way to approach work. Just think about what you sowed. I sowed personally but I took money from the North Gate and sowed into Thomas. Do you realize how far your reach is becoming? I just spent 72 hours in Illinois. We have a family come here from Indiana. We have a family move from Arkansas. We have a family move from Kentucky. We have people move from the Cincinnati area. Because when you start building a boat, the people in your neighborhood won't believe you.
But those that are watching from afar, they're not going to go back and tell Pastor Todd, man, that was a junky church because there was only 100 people in it. It's a remnant. The Bible says it's a remnant rising up. And I honor those that have hundreds, but I'm telling you, our hundred and their hundreds, if one can put a thousand to flight and two can put, God is convincing me that he's interweaving the kingdom remnant for a time such as this of those that have faith to believe that anything is possible. Anything is possible. God wasn't going to let us cut the ribbon on this property with four or 500 people or even a thousand. He's going to do it with a hundred out there. Maybe even if that. BB said it'll be like the people that get hit by Mike Tyson. You can talk all the trash you want till you get hit by Mike. Then your story changes. He said that's what it's going to feel like for a lot of people. When we sign the deed to this property, it'll be like Iron Mike. Talked all that trash till you get hit by him. That's why those that's why those Paul boys won't fight old, old man Mike. Go fight some washed up MMA guys that might put me in an armbar. Well, they can't because we're boxing. Well, why don't you fight Mike Tyson? Oh, I'm not gonna do that because that little 56-year-old man will probably break my jaw. I saw George Foreman hitting a heavy bag the other day. My dad's gonna like this. He's hitting that heavy bag. And literally, he looks at him and they, they say, George, man, you're 70-some years old, brother. You, you can get hurt hitting that bag. He said, listen, you can't teach power, boys. And wham, wham. He said, either you're born with it or you ain't. I don't care. You can't, oh, somebody tell me. You can't teach the power of God. Either you realize that you're born again with it through the blood of Jesus because the same spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead is inside of me. You either realize you're born with it because it can't just be taught. These heroes all died still clinging telling their story of what God promised them. Man, don't be quiet. Because even if I'm not here, T-Bone, I'm here when you kids sign the deed. Because we're from a different realm. They're still here. I said they're still here. I said they're still here. I said there is a synergy of the great cloud of witness that are cheering us on, saying if you could see this place, if you could see his eyes of fire and his hair white like wool and his feet shine like brass, and when he opens his mouth up here, it sounds like the voice of many waters. Do you believe he's real or not? Just because I got family up there should stir me even more. Because the Bible says they are cheering us on right here. Man. They all lived their lives on earth as those belonging to another realm. For clearly those who live this way are longing for the appearing of the heavenly city. 
And if their hearts were still remembering what they left behind, they would have found an opportunity to go back. But they could not turn back for their hearts were fixed on what was far greater and that is the heavenly realm of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So God, because of this, it is not, it is not ashamed in any way to be called their God for they have prepared a heavenly city for them. If God has prepared a heavenly city for you, then if I'm here, I'm preparing an ark for my kids that will hold the glory of God that I can apostolically send a generation out to create new wine and cultivate a sustainable ground so that they can feast on something eye has not seen and ear has not heard. Get off your soapbox of self-pity. I am baptized in the blood of Jesus. Get off your depression and your anxiety and wake up. You're a child of the king. Quit being a baby. Quit being a baby. You're a king's kid. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. These signs shall follow them that believe. You'll lay hands on the sick and they recover. You'll raise the dead. You'll cast out devils. Do you know how you do this? Love. Love. I saw a man come in last night. Dale saw him come in. He comes in during the altar call. He, I seen rage in his eyes. In my flesh, I said, here we go. He walked in. I'm preaching. The door's here, which me don't like that. Me like to have my back covered, but my back is covered by the Holy Ghost. Man walks in, stares me down, comes across, gets right in the middle and just stares at me while I'm decreeing, decreeing and declaring over people and I'm watching people get delivered. I'm telling you, the deliverance mantle's off the shelf. Is it not, Dale? We're watching people literally begin to cry out and transformation come to their body and weep and travail and nobody was separating the soul and the spirit, none of that. And I'm telling you, this man was staring at me and I did not find out this man's story until later on that evening. And I'm telling you, I looked at that man and I walked up to him and something in me was going, you better get ready. And then something bigger in me said, you ain't gonna handle it like that. Those days are over. You're not gonna handle it like, you better change your mind. You better change your attitude. You're not gonna lay your hands on this man. You're not gonna get huffy with the man. I don't need the Marine right here. I need beloved identity to look a man in the face and let beloved identity set a man. I'm telling you, the days of self-pity, insecurity are over. You're not gonna do this by your own hands. I went up to him and began to prophesy and speak into him. And I said, hear me, Mephibosheth. It wasn't your fault they dropped you. It wasn't their fault that those that said that they were gonna carry you and have your back dropped you. And what you have done and I will not go into detail because of privacy. What you have done and what you're going through is not your fault. It's a consequence of those that have dropped you. 
you have thought because they dropped you you're going to be a broken screw up the rest of your life and you can't achieve the most money in the world you can't work the most money in the world you know what the man was that walked through the door he was a doctor he was an anesthesiologist and I had no idea and I start saying this and decreeing this over his life and speaking into him and tears begin to run down his face and I begin to wrap my arms around him and I said, you are not prepared for the table of the screw up. You're prepared for the table that is set before you by David, the beloved. And I'm telling you right now, not one thing you've ever done will push the love of God away from you. And I'm telling you, if you knew what the man had been through for the last 12 months, you would not believe. You would not believe. It'll make you cringe. And I begin to pray over him and me and Dale begin to pray over him and tears begin to run down his face and God begin to set him free and begin to soften his heart. And I looked at him and I said, where's your wife? They said she's in the nursery. She comes out and I renewed their wedding vows right there, not knowing anything. God knows all. Start knowing who your God is. Start knowing your God. I didn't know him, but God did. And I didn't know Thomas Anderson, but God did. God knew Noah. And God knew that in Genesis 6, now it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, the daughters were born to them that the sons of God saw the daughters of men and they saw that they were beautiful. And these fallen angels, these Nephilim, took earthly women to be their wives for themselves so that they could taint the bloodline, so they could taint your family name. I'm telling you, quit looking like the curse, quit talking like the curse, quit acting like the curse, quit bowing down to the curse because of the blood of Jesus. That is not who you are. That is not who your children are gonna be. I don't care how long your family has dealt with this. I'm telling you, God's about to speak to some Noahs to get in an ark that it is today and that's what God did right here and God said and God said my spirit shall not strive for he is indeed flesh man is flesh and on this day it shall be 120 years 120 years of what? I'm done playing this game. I'm done playing this game. I'm done watching y'all kill yourself off. I'm done watching you think you're less than. I'm done. I'm gonna find me a daddy who was raised by a daddy, 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 and I'm gonna speak with my friend, and my friend's gonna save the world. And you know what my friend's not gonna be worried about? Anybody's voice, but their daddy's voice and God's voice. Because you were taught in your children's book, weren't you? That listen, Noah preached, preached to the wicked. No, he didn't. Read verses five, six, seven. I made Mike do it and I made Tina do it. And they said, no, 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 no. It talks about Noah shutting the door and the people scratching at the door. No, it don't. Not nowhere in your Bible. He was so concerned with being obedient to God and restoring his family covenant and his family name. I've watched darkness long enough. I'm gonna build a place that'll be filled with the glory of God. And when this, the rain is done and the storm is done. I'm going to open the ark and send my sons into a new world. He wasn't worried about the storm. 
he wasn't worried about who was getting in it. You know why? Do you know why he didn't preach a warning to anybody? He didn't preach one warning to anybody, not anybody on the planet, because God told him this, but I will establish my covenant with you, Noah, and you shall go into the ark, and you, your sons, your wife, your wife's sons shall go with you, and I want you to put every living thing, everything that is fully alive, I want you with your family to bring the glory of God into the ark, and I'm gonna watch you recreate the earth through covenant family. Somebody hear me, through covenant family and the glory of God. Made this about animals. This wasn't about animals. This wasn't about saving the animals. If that's the case, I want to go to kill a deer tomorrow. This is about glory. Do you know what? Do you know what Noah was? He was a friend of God that was obedient to God, and he was available for whatever. Listen to me. He was a friend of God. He would hear and obey at any cost. And he was available for whatever. Why would you say he's available? Because he heard God say, I'm done with mankind acting this foolish. For They've got 120 years. They've got 120 years and I'm changing everything. What if from this moment right here, we're raising up a Noah in the nursery? What are you saying? We're not building an ark here? I am. But I, he's supposed to build on my foundation. T-Bone's son is supposed to build on my foundation. Tobias' son is supposed to build on my foundation. Nate's son is supposed to build on my foundation. Better yet, let me just get off my soapbox. Your sons and daughters are supposed to build on your foundation. So this thing, I ain't got time. I ain't got time. I ain't got time. Stop. Stop. Arrange your world. Your future's locked in your daily routine. Stop right now. Stop. When Noah heard the word of the Lord to build an ark, he stopped acting anything like the world and he started building something that the world has not seen. A faith came in him through the testimony of a father. I'm going to commit my life, my resources, my time, and everything. I'm going to show up every single day. I'm going to show up every day for a 120 years and build something that eye has not seen and ear has not heard. And if I don't see, but he saw, he saw. Do you know what he's waiting on? The restoration of the garden. Can you imagine what Yeshua and Noah and Seth and Enosh and Canaan, and Hel, and Jared, and Enoch, and Methuselah, and Lamech, and Noah, and watch, 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 and Abel. Watch, 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 watch. You know who else is cheering us on? Cain. What do you mean Cain's cheering us on? When Jesus created new covenant, he went down. <laughs> Ripped open the gates of hell that will not prevail against any of us. He ripped open. He is power. He is God. Oh my. He ripped the gates open. And I guarantee he started yelling, not for Adam, not for Abel. He started yelling, Cain, just like he did with his daddy Adam. Cain, where are you? Where are you? I told you I would show up for the walk, Cain. Because God, when he redeems your family name through you, he ain't going to leave one stone unturned. 
But the only way you're going to see the redemption of your family name and lead in it is this time to build an ark. It's time to say some by some old flames. Because they stop, they start talking you out of building the ark. You're gonna be in a Ohio family together, you're gonna be in church all weekend. You may church all weekend. And then you're gonna show up to prayer on Monday. And then you're gonna go there on Tuesday. And then you're gonna go there on Thursday, or you're gonna drop your kids off. And then you're gonna go to 5:30 prayer meeting. You're gonna keep doing all this. When are you gonna get wore out? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. And if I'm ruffling you in the room, it's because right now we're in a relationship at the same place at the same time. And we're about to, we're about to, we're about to, we're about to, because it don't bother me to go to Illinois and then come back and preach. We're about to, we're about to, and what made you, what snake made you want to, what snake wanted you to not be in covenant with something? You think you led here because you just came to a nice little local church? Are you ready to build an ark that your kids, kids, kids can cultivate a garden with new wine? And how does this new wine taste? This new wine is good. You know how good it is? It got no one in trouble. It's good wine. It's good wine, brother. It was, it was, but not only was it good, it was strong. You know what I'm saying? And watch, even inside of it, God starts revealing the heart of men. Two sons cover up the leader. The other one says, we're going to expose him. The one that exposes him becomes cursed. We know how God deals with cursing. God will curse you for a moment, then all of a sudden say, hey man, did I really curse you or did you curse yourself? Did your dishonor curse yourself? Oh, come on. Come on. Did God curse him? Because I don't think God did. Last time I checked, I told you earlier, Noah ain't Jesus. So literally the cursing came once again from a voice of a flawed man that if you would honor him correctly, you wouldn't see the bad sides begin to come out of him. And if you do see the bad sides come out of him, it's easy to honor somebody who's on the mountaintop. It's hard to cover somebody up in covenant family. And I'm not saying cover him up to let him get drunk every day. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying it's covenant family. Noah, I'm covering you up. But when you wake up from this hangover, I'm going to ask you, what are you doing? Because I love you. And we're going to walk through this and we're never going to treat the new wine common and we're never going to treat the new wine as a common place. God is always about redeeming our mistakes. The boy's name was Ham. The boy's name was Ham that wanted to tell everybody about the leader that isn't perfect. God finds a man named Abram, gets in covenant with him like he did Adam, Abel, Seth, Enoch, Meli, Jared, Methuselah, Lamech, Noah. I did a pretty good job remembering those names. God won't let you fall too deep. That even when you think you've blown it for your whole family, he sends another heir because your inheritance can't be spoiled. John 15, the little boy thought he could spoil daddy's inheritance. He thought he could spoil all the inheritance, but the father still came running after him when he seen him come back. Abraham goes and can Abram goes and connects to God 
And God changes his name and his life from Abram to Abraham. Because Ham, listen to this. I messed up with my theology. Might have done it on purpose. Because of the blood of Jesus, you think you can actually be cursed? I don't think so. You know what gets cursed? Your land. God loves you. But you want to know what? Manaway's waiting on us. Streetsboro's waiting on us. Indiana's waiting on you. Aurora's waiting on us. Illinois, the river, waiting on you. Waiting on you to what? Realize how loved you are. That all he wants to do is walk with you. Why can't we, on the days that we don't feel like lifting a hammer, I want everybody to look at me, on the days that you don't feel it, that little boy Jackson that I was telling you about, that boy was so prophetic all weekend. He started the weekend with asthma. I believe he left healed. He reminded me of Wyatt McCumbers. He looked exactly like Wyatt when he was nine. Spitting image of Wyatt. But this kid would jump and sing. He sang over top of the worship team. He didn't care. And then he started leading worship at one point going, I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it looks like. I'm so in love. And then he just went into, I don't care what it looks like. And we started declaring, I don't care what it looks like for probably 20 minutes. And you know what started coming off? Self-pity, insecurities from a little boy. We moved the kids from the side to the front like we do here. There was three little boys in the corner that didn't come. Watch, my spirit got on this little girl. There's three little girls in the corner, or three little boys in the corner that didn't go get up front with everybody else. And I watched this older sister, about 12 years old, go over to the three little boys, one of them being her brother. And I said, it doesn't matter if you're too immature. Doesn't even matter if you don't know how to praise. Doesn't even matter if you don't know the song. There's a Noah anointing on somebody to say, hey, you're not gonna wanna miss this. The crazy part is, Noah went after his family. We have been told by evangelical Christianity to go get the world while we miss opportunities with our family. There's a Noah effect happening in this room. You know how I know it? When I watch Caden lay on Bill and I watch Dale lay over top of Shauna and I watch Papa and Nana stay in the corner and not leave each other's side. And I watch these kids run around this room and lay hands on you adults. See, the world would look at me and be like, he tells everybody to come up front for worship. He's a control freak. No, I don't want you to miss out. And on the days you don't feel like swinging the hammer and on the days you don't feel like you deserve to be here, sitting on the outsides will never help. And I don't want, I've done it. I've, I, I have seen a full building of a place that I pastor. I've seen it. I prefer this right now. 
I prefer this. Because if we started evangelizing and trying to get people in the ark rather than be obedient, I'm going to miss some finish line effects of the McCoons, of the Luckies, of the Cutrights, of the Yeltons, of the Kales. Come on. Of the Boyettes, of the Channels, of the Henchmen, of the Bollingers, of the Trulars. I'm not missing this finish line. I'm not missing it. Victoria, I'm not going to miss it. I'm not going to miss it. And like any good father, sometimes I may get under my kid's skin. But you know what they figure out in the long run? When they come out of that season where dad irritates them, they realized what dad was trying to do. There may be some moments where I get under your skin. Like, why's he got to preach like that? Why's he got to act like that? That just tells me I'm supposed to run with you, but today you don't feel like building the ark. And can God bring other families in here? Yes, we're believing for 160. Jason came in here and prophesied. Uncle Jay came in here and prophesied that the Lord's going to fill this place with sons, not people. A mile at a time in the 40 mile radius. So if I go 40 this way, 40 this way, 40 this way, 40, it's 160. It's 160 sons coming. But I'm, listen to me. I don't want another 160 until I see you finish well. So then Hebrews 11, 2 can become, become true by the testimony of those that have been here. You can look at the 160 Bill and Beth and say, we know what it's like to have a son not be in the house of worship with us and what it means to not give up. You can look at 160 sons and say, we didn't give up on our company. We didn't give up on our marriages. We didn't give up on our dreams. We didn't give up on our kids. We didn't give up on the word of the Lord. That's what Noah was. Consumer-based Christianity, got to get people in here. They got to hear this message. No, we got to prepare an ark. And then whoever the Lord tells to be in here, they'll be here. They'll be here. Noah was told exactly who and what to put in the ark. And he was okay, listen to me. He was okay taking 120 years to build it. So I say this, anybody, anybody in this room who's struggling with any kind of anxiety over time, I say today you let it go. Today you let it go. Today you let it go. Why is it taking so long? Because wine isn't made in a day. This is all about planting gardens and vineyards. Wine has to take time to become wine. If not, it's just sour. Listen to me. It's not, it's not the grape juice you think at the grocery store. Freshly made wine is sour. And to watch, a sweetness is put in. 
which is taste and see that the Lord is good. And then time. Time for the new wine. Saves the best wine for last. Know what Jesus said? Save the best wine for last. So what are you in a hurry for? A husband? A wife? A house? A bank account? What actually speaks to your ark that distracts you from building? Can it be wrong voices of people? 100%. 100%. But what about your thoughts? What about your thoughts when you wake up and walk through the home the Lord's blessed you with, whether you rent or own it, and you start going, I don't have enough. God's going, what do you mean you don't have enough? If you only knew who you are, if you only knew who you are in me, that's why God specifically said Noah is a righteous man. He knew who he was. Who are you in this room, beloved? Who are you? Who are you? God's given me some insight of what altar calls look like now. Because you know what I don't like? I don't like groveling. I don't want you to come up here and like, I've blown it. I'm not building the ark. I haven't been coming to prayer meetings. I haven't been doing this right. I haven't been doing that. I don't want that. I don't want that. You know what I want? Like Peter in Acts 2. If anything that I have said tonight has reached your heart. The Bible says when Peter preached on the day of Pentecost, they were cut to the heart. If there's anything that I have said that has reached your heart and made you come alive in a moment of a word, made you, man, I'm going to dream. I'm going to believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm done. Riding on the back of Eeyore. I'm done. I'm done riding on the back of woe is me. I'm not good enough. This ain't going to happen in my lifetime. I'm done riding on that. My God created the universe. I want you to stand. We're going to take our thoughts into captivity tonight. You hear me? Mama T, I want you to sing this. This, I'm glad you started playing this. I came here with nothing. But then the next part is, but all you have given me. I came here with nothing. That's what the enemy wants you to think. But I came here with the blood of Jesus. I came here with all God's promises, yes and amen. I came here with hope from the testimony of the faith of elders in this room. I'm gonna tell you, man, Prayer is the most powerful thing we can do. You have not because you ask not. Let's take a moment like Mary because this is a guarded place. I'm not going to forget where I've come from. I'm going to come bring my oil and I'm going to let Holy Spirit encourage me. Whether that's over your finances, your children, your health, your life. If anything I said tonight hit you in the heart and it was like a shock wave then I'm tapping into that I'm tapping into that 
And I'm coming in agreement with my God. I'm coming in agreement with Jesus. I'm coming in agreement with the voice of a father and a voice of Holy Spirit. That's all Noah heard. The voice of a father and the voice of God. That's all I need. The voice of a father and the voice of God tells me I can do the impossible. I can do the unseen. I can do this. I can do this. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to give up. Why? Because my kids are going to eat and drink from the garden. Thank you for listening to this message from the North Beat. If you would like to donate to this ministry, please go to www.thenorthgateoh.com and click on the link at the bottom of the homepage.